All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet and Bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with Bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to Bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors, and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids, and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess, so it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you, so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code COUPLE. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we have John and Jenny Acuff. That's right. John Acuff has written seven books. Yes. One of which is Soundtracks, which I'm in the middle of and I'm obsessed with. Soundtracks is his newest book. And his previous books have been New York Times bestselling. They've been Wall Street Journal bestselling. He's written a lot of books that we've read over the years. And John is known for his humor, his honesty, and his hope but I got to be honest with you, babe, as impressed as I am with John, his wife, Jenny, was dropping some bombs yeah. of wisdom. She is a very wise woman. I At the end of this conversation, I we all but begged them to be our new best friends. Yeah. Um, I want them. I want to live with them. You want li <laughs> to live? <laughs> I want to live with them. <laughs> okay, interesting. We did actually ask them to be our, our friends and mentors. Uh, and I think you will also take something away from this interview. Would love to hear what that is in the comments or reply to us on DM, whatever your vibe is. But we talked about a lot of things, including um, the issue that we've kind of been presented with. John is a self-help author. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of kind of paradoxes or interesting things to maneuver in that realm of giving people advice you kind of have to live up to it yourself. And so to hear how him and Jenny navigate that themselves. Uh, and navigate it with their kids. Yes. Super interesting. And to hear how Jenny keeps John In humble. check. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yes. it was great. And vice versa. Their dynamic is amazing. They're very open to pointing out their mistakes and working from them. But it was truly one of my favorite conversations. Yeah. 
Uh, and we have maintained our friendship with them. I asked John, I don't know if this is a bad thing to do to ask an author what books he recommends because, you know, you probably <laughs> He'd be like mine. <laughs> his books. But uh, he has recommended several books that I've already read and I've enjoyed them. But my recommendation for a book for you to listen to would be Soundtracks by John Acuff. Just about how you can um, change the soundtracks that you tell yourself on a daily basis. And how that can change your life. That's right. And... You'll learn more about that in the episode. But if you want to learn more about John and Jenny, we'll link information for them down below. And without further ado, we bring you John and Jenny Acuff. John and Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. I I think you and Sean have actually done a speaking event at Crosspoint. Maybe Probably, together. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys oh. story cross paths? Yeah. 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 Oh, back with um, Bryce and the yep. squad and Pastor Pete. Yeah, one of my most embarrassing moments in my life. What so. happened? Did you say a cuss word on stage? No. At church? Why did you do wow. that? No, I in no. Jesus' house. <laughs> it was I was being interviewed by Pete Wilson and it was like the first time I had done anything like on a church stage. So sure. I felt just more pressure to like answer things right. I think I was like twenty years old. I don't know. And they asked me something about success. And instead of saying success, I said sex. Oh jeez. Oh, and then of yeah. course yeah. Pete yeah. ran with it. Yeah. And he oh my gosh, I was Mortified. Wow. Yeah. That's your shining moment. Lee Bryce sitting on the side just laughing at me. So funny. Like, this is great. Thanks for Well, and then your brain stuck on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So then I was terrified even. Every question he asked from then on was like, Don't tell me more about again. success. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah. I'm excited to have you on because, John, you create so much content. You have your podcast. Is this your seventh book? Seventh book, yeah. Insane. Yep. What we love about our show <laughs> is that weird to say yeah is you have all this amazing content but i feel like a lot of it is kind of business rooted career rooted a, a large part as i've grown and matured of any career is like your marriage and oh, yeah. the, the supporting cast totally. that you have in so many ways so jenny who you say is the most in demand and best part yeah. of your content is here. So thank you, Jenny. Rarest. Rarest. There's a unicorn in the room, like 100%. Uh, That's why it's in demand, because it's rare. Yeah, yeah. No, but also I'll say something you said, and people will be like, when will Jenny write her book? Like, Well, because I, it's for you to know. Like I'll say, like, oh, I have like these haters, da, 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 and she'll say, you don't have haters. Like there's not people actively thinking about hating you. You say that to feel better about your platform. You're, that's an ego statement when you say haters. No one right now in Iowa is like, that John Acuff, I woke up on <laughs> yeah. Tuesday, and she's like, that's you being arrogant. It's a subtle form of arrogance. And I'll be like, dang it, she's right. She's wow. right. I don't actively have a huge group of haters. Yeah. Like, that's me being arrogant. I'll go, oh, yeah, like, like I should listen to that. So she'll say stuff like that, and then I'll post it, and people will be like, Dang it, that was like, will Jenny please come up in front of the mic and so share that? Do you help at all in writing the books? No, but I mean, I would say that I'm your writing partner. Yeah, BFA she keeps them yeah. honest. So if I'll, wow, there she, she'll come in after reading a draft and go, hey, um, do you want compliments <laughs> or feedback? <laughs> that's, also, you know, we'll, that's a fair question. Yeah, it's a fair question in creative work. Yeah. Because yeah. if it's too early in the process, I just need her to be like, you can do it. Yeah. It's going to work out. But if it's later in the process, I need her to be like, this story was fake. This story is designed to make you look good, but doesn't help the reader. And ultimately, you're not writing a diary. You're writing a book. So it needs to help the reader. Where's the reader in this? Or where's your voice in this? Or you're trying to be like faux Donald Miller or yeah. faux yeah. you know, Jim Collins. And I'm a sucky Jim Collins. 
Like I'm a pretty decent John Acuff. I'm <laughs> suck at being everybody else. And so Jenny, as somebody I've been married to for 21 years, can go, "Oh yeah, I see what you did there. That's that's." I was like, "Oh, you're role. like that's not you. That's yeah. not you. That's you playing a role, or you trying to be a serious author, or whatever it is. You've stepped out of your voice. Come back to your voice." That's actually something that's I think happens a lot in marriage when you're around other people. You start taking on different roles and different characters without even thinking. So like the accountability factor of having both of you guys be like, wait, I actually don't know who this is in my household right now. Like yeah. you're acting different. Um, we've actually had conversations before about people we're surrounding ourselves with and seeing each other kind of morph into people that we don't think fits our character. Mm -hmm. Do you find that in trying to create characters of books and like stories that sometimes you have to say, like Jenny, you have to be like, actually, I think you're going a little too far in kind of creating a, a story for yourself that it's affecting Home I life. think, well, like in his work, he sometimes has to play different roles mm -hmm. to do the different things he has to do that seem a little weird to me as his spouse. Mm -hmm. Like when he has uh. to like do a, a book signing line, yeah. he has to do a role that is outside of his natural personality. I'm more introverted than mm -hmm. in a book sign. But if there's 100 people that want to... Book sign. I'm not going to be introverted. Mm -hmm. Like, like that would be jerky. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I'm and so be... I don't want to. I don't really like to watch him have to do that yeah. role because it's so outside yeah. of his natural personality. Or if I'm on stage, I'm yeah. bigger yeah. than like the jokes are bigger. Like because you're filling the room, and yep. so yeah, I think there's things like that. But I think more as far as like friendships and stuff like that. There'll be times when you'll be like, hey. Like, I have really, I don't, I won't say the word, I have really bad jerk radar. Like, if somebody's a jerk, I'm like, I'd love to hang out with that person. And Jenny's like, that person is terrible. Yeah. Like, yeah. no. So, like, if we meet, if we're at a party and we meet the same people on the drive home, I'll be like, man, I really liked Boris. You have to use names yeah. like that because then Absolutely. a friend won't go, well, I heard your podcast. So, I don't know any <laughs> Boris is, so we're good. But I'll be like, Boris was amazing. She'll be like, Boris was the worst. Yeah. The only like, person in the room, I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah well, the I'm one like, I pick. could. So, yeah. like, we do talk about that where you'll go, hey, that's not a good influence. And I'll be like, I thought he was the best influence. He wears so much cologne. Like, yeah. I'll just be like, I'll pick the worst person. So, I don't have great discernment that way. And I would say that you have great discernment that way. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sean and I have been open about our journey with marriage counseling, and it's been really helpful for us. We all carry around different stressors, both big and small, and it's important to sort those out so they don't affect your relationships. I agree, and therapy is such a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. We've been meeting with the therapist individually and as a couple, and it's been a great way to sort through any stressors in the week and have better communication about how we're feeling, which is hard to do when you're busy with kids. BetterHelp is an incredible option if you're thinking of giving therapy a try. It's all online, so it's convenient and flexible with your schedule. It's also nice that you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, so you make sure it's a good fit for you. We would highly recommend trying it out. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EastFam today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EastFam. Do you classify your books and content as coaching? Yeah, it's self-help, personal development. So, I mean, I try to find a problem that I'm curious about um, that I think other people might have too. So with soundtracks, it was about overthinking. So right. I'm an overthinker. Um, and so I was like, I wonder if other people overthink too. And so this PhD 
um, at MTSU, he and I asked 10,000 people if they struggle with overthinking, and 99.5% said yes. Wild. So once I find an issue that I'm like, I want to get better at this in my life, wow, other people need it, and then I look for the marketplace and go, is there a place for me to have a voice here? And so when I looked at overthinking, everybody would be like, stop it, stop it, just stop it. And I was like, why would I ever turn off this amazing thinking gift I've been given? What if I just used it for good? Like, mm -hmm. could I train my mindset to actually be for me, not against me? And could I do it with humor? Like, it's hard to find a book that's funny about overthinking. And so that's how I, th I think about problems. And so with Jenny and I, the writing process, like we're working on the next book deal, I'll come down and go, hey, here's these five things I'm thinking about. Which one do you think resonates? Which one do you think? And so from the beginning all the way through the editing process, she's kind of impacting like, hey, be careful about this. Or I think this is interesting. Or now you've got the idea. Because I'll come down the first hundred hours of writing a book. I'll be like, I got it. I got the book. And she's like. And it's never. It's not even. Not. In no, 100 hours? A like, hundred hours. Dude, it'll take me. I know the process now because I treat creativity like work. Like yeah. now I've got it dialed in. It takes me 500 to 700 hours to write a book. So the first hundred hours, I have five different books that I'm like, this is the one. Like, it's about cats. And then like <laughs> hour 101, I'm like, cats are stupid. Why did I think that? And so we've learned that process. Well, and it. books, you know, it's an industry that is not like what life is like now still. I mean, like you write a book and it hits the marketplace maybe 18 months to yeah. two years later. Yeah. So you have to sort of anticipate in some way where culture's yeah. going. Where's culture going? What are people? And that, like with soundtracks, the, the fortunate accident was we did the research study in 2019 and then the pandemic mm -hmm. hit and now everybody's overthinking even more mm -hmm. because every, like the joke I do is for the first 99% of your life, you were amazing at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Like you never once were like, is this an up aisle or a down aisle? Like yeah. I don't want to get shamed by my neighbors. I better, <laughs> is this an up aisle, chip aisle or down? Like, but now every part of your life has extra thought. Yeah. And so the book was accidentally well-timed to go, hey, as we all overthink, here's a book about overthinking. Mm -hmm. Maybe this will. So, yeah, but we are trying to anticipate that. To You're the trying to anticipate abilities. a little bit, you know, yeah. like where you see culture going. Mm -hmm. How did you get into writing? I, I wanted to be a writer since like third grade. I had a teacher, Mrs. Harris, at Doyon Elementary School in Ipswich, Massachusetts. We were Our mascot was the clams, which is super intimidating. Like you see a clam coming your way. Yes. You have it most seven yeah. weeks to get out of the way. <laughs> like, and so she laminated a book of poems I wrote, uh, and I felt like a writer. And then Jenny and I met in the journalism department of Sanford University. So I was, I was writing advertising. My dad's a pastor, so I grew up around a communicator. And so that was kind of what, what started it. Um, and then I was in advertising for a while. And then one of the things, I would say one of the best conversations we've ever had was when I had plateaued in my career and Jenny was able to see it earlier than I was. And she was like, hey, you're 32. Like, this is real early to hit a ceiling. Like, we got to <laughs> figure out something else. And that's when I started freelancing, blogging, building an online platform. But I wouldn't have done that unless Jenny had been able to go, hey, you're at the top of this little ladder and there's nowhere else to go. So we got to get creative. Well, there was places for you to go, but it wasn't things you wanted to do. No. Like he was a, he worked corporately as a writer for a bunch of different big brands, but you didn't want to be like a creative director. I didn't want to be a creative yeah. director. And so I was a senior content designer and there was no super duper senior content. Designer. <laughs> yeah. So that's when like I started really going, okay, what can I do on the side? Can I write? Can I blog? And, but you saw it before I did. Yeah, because, you know, like in your 20s and 30s, mm -hmm. you're just building and trying to figure out work mm -hmm. in and of itself. 
How do you have that gentle intervention of, as a spouse, seeing more potential in your spouse and having to communicate that? Um, That's a good question. I can't wait for this answer. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I don't know. I think you have to know what, what's possible. You have mm-hmm. to believe what they're capable of. Mm-hmm. And when you know what they're capable of, you've got to ask them to go there. Mm-hmm. And I think that you yeah. got stuck. Yeah. He was, you know, he was a young man and young men get stuck. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that was about like, hey, I, I know your dreams are bigger than where this is right now. So we're going to find some other way to get there. Well, and, and so here's a practical example of that. So at the time, I was getting up at like 5 a.m. to write a blog. At a we had we job. had children the age of your children mm-hmm. at the Three-year-old, time. one-year-old, small group, so, so busy. So Jenny was like, hey, you got a book deal. And it wasn't a lot of money. It was $30,000, mm-hmm. which at the end of agent taxes was thirteen grand, And mm-hmm. people would be like, you're going to quit your job now that you got that book deal? As if you won a $13,000 yeah. lottery, and they'd be yeah. like, you won 13 g You moved to Mexico? Oh, yeah. so sweet. I mean, it's and awesome. We, we were able amazing. to go to Disney World for the money. first time. Yeah. 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 We, like, we didn't have to camp at Disney World, like, outside the fence. Yes. Like, so. But <laughs> breaking that down to you said it takes 500 to 700 hours of work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's very uh, low yeah. paper. Oh, yeah. The, oh, like, it was, uh, yeah. I could dance outside your house for <laughs> Yes. Like for yeah. that book. But so Jenny was like, look, here's my deal. Like, I'll take care of the kids on Mondays. You've got small group, a men's group that Monday night. Instead of coming home, go to a Burger King, crush on that book. I'll take care of the kids that day if you'll be committed to writing that book three hours before the. So she yeah. made a compromise. And so she was like, and by the way, it's not go goof off. Like, you yeah. better be crushing at that Burger King, which is the joke I always do when people are like, do you need a writing cabin? I'm like, well, I wrote my first book in a Burger King. Yeah. And not like one of the fancy ones you're probably thinking of. Like and this is like before Wi-Fi. Before Wi-Fi. Like, <laughs> I think about those Burger King employees being like, this dude is in here a long Because yeah. nobody yeah. offices at Burger King. No. And so, but that was an example of her going, I think that you can do a good job on this book. I'll create space if you'll honor that space by putting in hard work. We always right. talk about like, mm-hmm. it's easy for spouses to support actions. It's hard for them to support words. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of times in marriage where the spouse that's a dreamer is like, ah, here's all these things I'm going to do. There's no action. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for a spouse to tie their belief to a word versus, wow, he's watching less TV. He's getting up at 5 a.m. He's doing all the things that he's making sacrifices of his own time, not our time. I don't win any points if I say to Jenny, I want to be a writer. So on Saturday, if you'll just take care of the kids all day, I'm going to focus on that. I win a lot more points if I'm up at 5 a.m. and I'm crushing before the house wakes up mm-hmm. because I've got something I believe in. So I think it was there was a lot of little things like that that we did together. And that you know that's just about growing up mm-hmm. and having to like realize like oh these these little humans that we love take my best time and I'm gonna have to go find other time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does the self help category ever have conflict within your home? And I, I mean that in saying, I feel like we've interviewed therapists and stuff before where when your job is to coach the world, mm-hmm. it can sometimes be a double-edged sword when you come home because it's like, oh, well, you wrote this to the world, but yet you're not living it in the house life. Oh, I'll have, like, the kids have called me out on stuff. Like, they'll go, if I, because one of the principles we studied in this book, Finish, was about how do you go from being a chronic starter into a consistent finisher? Because everybody mm-hmm. starts and they don't finish. And one of the things we found out was people overestimate what they can get done because of planning fallacy. And so they'll like you'll meet people that'll go, 
I'm going to run, like, I'm going to get into running. And you go, oh, that's great. What are you going to do? And they're like, I'm going to do a marathon <laughs> next week. I'm going to do the Ironman. And you're like, have you, like, what if you did a 1K? <laughs> what if we yeah. started there? Yeah. Like, and so we, this principle is cut your goals in half. Like, yeah. cut them in half, grow them. And so anytime that I'm like, I'm going to do this huge thing, one of my kids will be like, you should cut that in half. <laughs> Seems like a little yeah. bit yeah. more than you can do. And then do. we wrote, uh, the, the, my daughters and I wrote a book, a Soundtracks for Teenagers book called Your New Playlist because so many parents came out of the woodwork after this one came out and said, is there one for teens? Because if I could have learned how to change my mindset at 14, mm. it would have changed the whole arc of my life. And I didn't have one. And I knew if I wrote it, it would be like, hello, fellow youths. Like, I didn't mean to be so <laughs> lit. Like, <laughs> you guys like scooters more than skateboards. That's cool. Like, and so they wrote it. And so now even more so the idea of like, hey, that's a broken soundtrack. Or, hey, I think we need to be careful about that. They've taken that on. But I think they, like, we will, we do talk about these ideas a lot. And if yeah. I'm not living up to one of them, they'll go like, hey, that thing you said, like, here's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, like Ellie called me out the other day, our oldest, we met this guy um, in this mountain town we were visiting and he owns a clothing shop and I was fascinated by him. He's a clothier, which I was like, I need a clothier. Like I need to know at least one clothier. And <laughs> didn't even know that was a word. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to Maybe John made it up. Yeah. No, it was on his business card. And he, uh, he was amazing. So fascinating to me. And so I said, I'm going to DM him on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And my oldest daughter immediately was like, the only reason you'll DM him versus like call the number in his business card is you. You want him to know you're verified yeah. and have a lot of followers. Yeah. So that's why you're doing it that way. And I was like, <laughs> so like. But she's not wrong, no, right? No, she wasn't wrong. Like, she was 100% yeah, right. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow, you're right. That's an ego play. And so I think we're we're all trying to, you know, have honest conversations in our house. But I don't think the self-help, they look at it as my job. Yeah. Um, it's just what, I mean, it's, you know, whatever your dad does. Yeah. yeah. what he does. But yeah. it's also super powerful for your kids when you're constantly trying to better yourself and your your family and your lifestyle, they're learning that firsthand. Mm -hmm. to, to even be able yeah. to call that out and be like, no, don't use your followers for it. Yeah. It teaches a teenager a lot of incredible life lessons. We talk about a lot. I mean, that's a running conversation, especially soundtracks because it's been an easy handle of an idea. So like if my youngest daughter says, I'll never get good at geometry, we go, hey, remember absolutes are usually a broken soundtrack. So if you say, I'm the only one who didn't get invited to the mm -hmm. party, I'll never get better at this thing. I'm the worst in the grade. Oh, absolutes might not be true. Let's unpack that. You can you say. You also wouldn't say that to your friend. So why would uh -huh. you say it to yourself? Uh -huh. Yeah. So we'll, we'll do stuff like that where they're going, oh yeah, okay. That's, that makes sense. And it, it's hard being a teenager. So it's, it's helpful. I think for all of us to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows that finding the perfect t-shirt with like the quality and the fit is near impossible. I told you guys that I found Skims while I was pregnant and now postpartum, I found the best nursing bra known to mankind from Skims. Well, they've outdone themselves again because they now have the perfect t-shirt, especially postpartum with a changing body. I can guarantee you, you won't find a t-shirt like it. I love also that Skims has a fit for everyone from the long t-shirts to the cropped. They truly have like sizes and qualities and styles for every single thing you could want. So the cotton jersey t-shirt is the one that I'm talking about. It is an absolute staple. I feel like I'm reaching for it literally every day, especially nursing with bear. It's breathable and soft and it somehow gets even softer and still holds its shape after every wash. If I could only recommend two of the Skims t-shirts, I would say the cotton jersey t-shirt, which I have in mineral, or the boyfriend t-shirt, literally in any color, are probably my two favorite t-shirts that they make. 
Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small to 4X. After you place your order, select podcast in the drop-down menu, select couple things to let them know we sent you. Have a good one. I'm so impressed and encouraged. I sometimes will look at whoever the you know author is. And coaching, I, I shy away from because part of me is like, in order to coach, I have to extend these principles and it's like me saying I'm always doing X, Y, Z. And so for you to have Ginny in your corner, always checking you out and, and, and keeping you in your place of like, just, I guess like humbling, but also directing is so powerful. And it's like, I am, I look to you guys. I'm like, geez, I, I hope that's what, what our relationship yeah. does is always because it's tricky. Like when you're, when people are listening to what you have to say, it's like, yeah. well, I better say some good stuff. And then all of a sudden you start saying good stuff and then it's not aligning fully. Yeah. And it's like, Oh my gosh, this is tension. You know? Yeah. Well, she'll say like, if I say something because it was hooky, but not true, she'll mm-hmm. say that wasn't true. It's because it rhymes. Cause it rhymes. <laughs> so and we'll good. see pastors do that. And she'll yeah. be like, Oh, that was a fun line for him to say. Yeah. Didn't help anybody. Wasn't true. Yeah. Like, cause it was well, sing writers or, like artists yeah. will say stuff and they'll just, and you'll just go, but what is that? Like, so, and there's so much terrible self-help love for yeah. people are like, sometimes you have to gr- jump off the cliff and grow wings on the way down. That's not <laughs> yeah. how gravity works at all. <laughs> yeah. That is never how, like, yeah. that is not, but, and it'll get 10,000 likes. Yeah. And we'll both be like, that's too. Yeah. Or Jenny will be like, if you're crying on camera, it's performance art. Yeah. It might've been, like, like honest originally, but anytime you're like, I have to get the angle right. Yeah. It's now shifted into performance art. So she'll, she'll be like, Hey, I don't, I think you're performing versus actually serving. Dang. And so, but, but it's also taken time. I would say the first X amount of years of our marriage, when you would tell me something was true, I would be grumpy. It wasn't great. It wasn't yeah. great. I would be grumpy for <laughs> yeah. like weeks and be like, can't believe she said that. And so now I feel like part of my job as a spouse is to shorten the distance. Where I turn around and go, oh yeah, that was a good call. Like yeah. that was that thing you said wasn't funny. Well, and that's here. just experience. Yeah. Like, hey, like we we both want the best for each other. Yeah, yeah. And I think it takes a long time to learn that in a yeah. marriage. I feel like you and I would be are very similar because yeah. the whole performance thing, I like I almost look for it in the world anymore. I'm like, is this real? Is yeah. it authentic or is it like people acting? And there's so many actors with. Everything, everything when it comes, especially when it comes to coaching or um, pastors and like leaders of the world. It's like, oh, but you can just feel it doesn't. You're like, oh, that's not real. But no. I always say like one of the things I say is that people who can't be questioned end up doing questionable things. Uh-huh. So if you show me an athlete, show me a pastor, show me a, a CEO that fell often, you'll find that they were surrounded by people that could only be told things they wanted to hear yeah and there wasn't a single person maybe it was the third wife that was like the upgrade wife <laughs> yeah. that was there's she's not gonna rock the boat yeah. like or he's not like the new spouse or whatever and so that's that's so critical but I, yeah i don't want to sugarcoat like you tell me something difficult and i say thank you for that third <laughs> yeah. vitamin that was amazing and we make out like, <laughs> that's <laughs> not real that wouldn't be real like there's we no but we are also in our 40s so yeah. we are much better at that yeah. than yeah. we were when we were 28 yeah totally yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, we wouldn't be on this couch at twenty eight. No, like no way. I mean, we're <laughs> we're still working through it. We're yeah, in the yeah. early stages of oh, working yeah. through that. Yeah, and it's 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 hard. Yeah, you know that part is hard. I remember we went to counseling. Remember what I think it was Jeff Pipe said to us. He was like, "This is early on." He was like, "John and Jenny, you both have tremendous insight into John." 
And that was his kind way of saying, like, John, shut up. Like, yeah. You're not creating space for Jenny to be fully hurt. Yeah. And, and have a full active, because I was doing all the talking. And, and so there, we're also the byproduct of, like, working on counseling. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm, you know. And two Which decades. Every in. couple, we're huge advocates yeah. of that. We think you should go to counseling before anything is wrong. Just yeah, why Why wait for an emergency? Yeah. Like, just get, I mean, you didn't, in the Olympics, you weren't like, I'm in the Olympics now, I better find a coach. Yeah. You, were, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, you were in yeah. Iowa doing, I don't know, like, cartwheels. Like, okay, gotta, <laughs> this coach is helping me. Because someday, like, you didn't wait until you really needed it. You mm-hmm. worked with a coach your whole time. The other thing that I was so impressed by and hearing you guys interact there was I recently had a discussion with a a couple uh, married and the wife was like, you know, my husband's just like, he's a hoarder. Like he's just a hoarder. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was like, dang, there's something, this relates back to soundtracks. There's something unfortunate about like, I kind of I kind of view all qualities as being on a range, right? On a spectrum, could, yeah. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, it's kind of, uh, it's not very generous to apply the extreme version of whatever quality to your spouse. But to hear how you recognize, like, I'm sure John has fault. I, we all I'm do. Not, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I, you know, I can't see him, John. You're real your skin sweaty is right great. For those you're actually you're drying out yeah. a little yeah. bit. I'm impressed. For those who are watching, if you've seen sweat drop, the AC broke. So I, yeah. have, I have a towel. Hey, but it's next back on now. Yeah. I've it just been bringing on. fire. But you <laughs> have nothing to do with the AC. <laughs> yeah. Just can't do it. Straight fire. That's what but the kids say. It seems like, and I, actually, this is a lesson I've been trying to learn in our marriage six years in. Like, sure, Sean doesn't do a lot of things that I want her to do, and she does a lot of things that I don't like her to do. What if I started like focusing? Like what? <laughs> what if I focus more on, I don't know, the aspirational Sean and like pushing her towards that as opposed to just hounding on like, you're a hoarder and that's what you are. You know, it's like, I don't know. There's so, there's some generosity that needs to be said both with your self talk as you were t- as oh, you yeah. were discussing earlier, but also like, I think extending that into your significant other and your spouse, like be generous with your soundtracks that you're playing. Well, you can't keep score. No, there's no score. You yeah, like score. you, you know, I mean, if you keep score, then you always make it. So you win and that yeah. means your spouse loses. Yeah, that's a huge I mean, principle like, for us. Yeah, you just can't keep, you know, you can't keep like, I underloaded the dishwasher, he didn't. You can't do that kind of thinking. Yeah. It just, just it'll destroy then you're your competing marriage. against the person. Yeah. And then, yeah, and we joke with our kids that. We've taught our kids that principle because like if we say to them, hey, we want you to unload the dishwasher, they'll be like, oh, and you'll go, you don't want to score me. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to step into the arena with me on who's unloaded the dishwasher. More. That's <laughs> yeah. what you're trying to, like, let's like, not I win. score. I win. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I ask you to make dinner and you go, oh, like, well, you don't want to do the dinner yeah. game because I'm going to crush you. Like, yeah. I'm Michael Jordan of dinners. And so I think not keeping score is a big part of it. Um, but also, like, not, yeah, we don't do a lot of labeling. No. Um, because it's not, it's not helpful. Um, and it ends up being an excuse for bad behavior, too. Like, oh, that's just my identity. And where it's like. No, like it might be something you deal with or you're working on, but if you say I'm this, then it's like I'm determined to be that, and there's no growth in that. Mm-hmm. So we're yes, kind of like, dude. like where's Dang. the growth in that? Yeah, like what? Well, it's like you. We wouldn't say, oh, you're so messy. Like, yeah. but you know, because then, like, then that's becomes sort of like it becomes a role. A that role. becomes a role, and and so we're we're kind of always yeah. We talk about that a lot, but I would just say there's not a ton of labeling. 
Um, but don't keep score. Don't keep score. Yeah. Dang. That's Nobody good. wins. I'm sorry. No. I have. I, well, I want to soundtracks if it's so powerful. I say, uh, we're there. In the, uh, I guess in the, the, the hoarding example, like on the one side, yeah, sure, I probably have some of that in me. Mm-hmm. But if the opposite of hoarding is like, let's just say minimalism, mm-hmm. you could just, you could say, hey, my spouse is a minimalist in training, you know, mm-hmm. like, and to see them that way. But mm-hmm. anyway, uh, this book, Soundtracks, the thesis resonates so well with me because I graduated from Vanderbilt, mm-hmm. was like the number one rated recruit for long snapping going into the NFL, which doesn't mean much, to be honest yeah. with you. Long snappers, it's a, you know, it's kind of a ambiguous Still thing. Still the NFL. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. Yeah. It's not re- the CFL. <laughs> As John says, like, it's real hard to, when you get on a field and try to kick anything, you're like. Yeah, no. Yeah. Everybody, it's one of those positions uh, where people are like, oh, I could probably. No, you can't. Yes. <laughs> like, no, you can't do it alone yeah. in a yeah. stadium. Never mind any degree of, like, stop yeah. it. You're an accountant. Yeah. Pump the brakes. <laughs> Uh, I showed up to Kansas City that I've literally I've long snapped at this point for 20 years of my life showed up and like overthinking mm-hmm. literally my my perspective went from like you know enjoying the process enjoying the teammates like just going along and enjoying the ride to literally my soundtrack was like the smallest possible loop yeah. of me being like you're you're not good enough you don't belong here you're gonna mess this you're gonna next find out up. And I, dude, I, I long, my performance in the NFL that first year was as poor as like when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. It was like crazy. Yeah. I literally just, I, like, I just, uh, what's the word? I like went backwards. Regressed. Went backwards. Regressed. Regressed. Thank yeah, yeah, yeah. you. My gosh, it was crazy. But it was actually wild to witness as a spouse thing because we were newly married, and trying to figure out a role as a spouse in that position. Because yeah. I had already had my entire gymnastics career and I'd gone through all of these like overthinkings and like mental You'd blocks. Had those and I had those. Yeah. But witnessing it firsthand is so humbling because as a spouse, I didn't know whether to take on a coaching role of like, dude, you're messing this up. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I tough love, oh, or yeah. do I slowly walking. Yeah, not what he needed. <laughs> not what he needed. <laughs> no. But or take on the spouse role of just supporting and loving and reassuring him of like, you're in the right place for a reason. Yeah, people didn't misjudge you or your talent or whatever. But funny anecdote from then was up until this point in his career, he had a very like traditional system of how he went about his like daily routines and snapping, and. I remember you walked into camp and you called me one day and you're like, I need gloves. I need gloves. My hands are too sweaty. I'm going to like slip with the ball. And I was like, what is it? What? Yeah. It's like, you've never snapped with gloves in your entire life. What? And I saw like a picture from training camp. You had gloves on and you said your snaps were all messed up in the back of my head. I'm like, babe, what are you doing? Yeah. 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 And then he was trying to figure out chalk situations and like all these things. But to see that, and to witness just how debilitating overthinking can be instead of relaxing your mind and like using it the proper way was really, it was really fascinating to watch you like have to go through that whole journey yeah. of figuring it out. Cause when you, when you made it into the NFL, you, I remember you even saying, I just don't think anymore. I go out there and I have confidence in my ability and I have fun with it. And I just my soundtrack. Changed. Yeah. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. 
In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Well, and part of it, I mean, what I've learned for me anyway is that I don't need to hype anything up. I'm already at a 10. Like I'm already at, like I live at a 10. So I never in life need to hype anything bigger than it is because then I start overthinking. So like, and Jenny, we talked about this like last week because I have a, a really big speaking event. Um, See, he was about to say a different word and changed it. What was he going to say? <laughs> he, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or the biggest. <laughs> the biggest. I love Jenny was like, no, 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 don't stop like, saying no. it's the biggest of your career. <laughs> yeah. She said last week, it won't save you or break you. Yeah. Neither of those two extremes are going to happen. Dang. Go do your job. Go to yeah. your job. It's an event. And so if I end up overhyping stuff, then overthinking starts. But if I go, okay, it's a 30-minute keynote. Mm-hmm. I've done a 1,000 of those. Mm-hmm. I love those. Like, if I can tell myself the truth about the situation. I'm really, I'm experienced at this. I'm, experienced I'm good at this. this. Like, I know. I, like, I love it. Like, it's my favorite space to be. I worked the entire year to get to be on 50 stages a year. And so if I do that versus yeah, Which Howard's going to be there, Bob Iger's going to, like, if I do that, yeah. forget it. Yeah. Like, that's just fuel on the overthinking fire. So now, but I think the key is the older you get, the, the faster you get at recognizing the moments coming up where that's a possibility. So mm-hmm. like transition moments. So, okay, now our kid's going to kindergarten. What do we, and Jenny's really good at going, no, don't mourn when your kid goes to mm-hmm. kindergarten celebrate that they are because that's what you want to happen. Mm-hmm. The alternative is what you should mourn, that your kid didn't get to go to kindergarten. And then you like the weird thing with parenting is you if you weep while you're putting your kid on the bus, what does that tell your kid? Because mm-hmm. the, the saddest thing for a kid is to see their parents sad yeah. and them go, I'm doing this. I must make my mom, my, I'm making my mom weep right now in a thing I thought I was supposed to be excited about. And you go, wow. And you're a little six-year-old going, I'm so sorry I hurt my mom that way. Like, as it like, and then that changes their first day. And as a parent, you're like, no, I don't, I didn't think about that. So you're really good at going, hey, there's a transition moment coming up. Like, let's pre talk about what it's going to be. Like, gloves, you know, like you learn over time the things that indicate how your spouse is maybe heading in a direction that isn't changing your routine was a signal. So now, if something big was coming up and he changed his routine, you go, this feels like a gloves move. Yeah. And you would yeah. go, oh, that's the joy of being married for a long time is that yeah. you develop shorthand to go, hey, I think this feels like gloves. And you go, yeah. oh, you're right. This is the new version of gloves. What am I doing? And if wow. you'll listen to each other and grow with each other, you develop this shared language. And it like, shortens that. You don't have to get that far yeah. before yeah. you're like, He doesn't oh. have to wear the gloves for two weeks. Like he can on his way to the store be like oh you're right yeah he's right these are glo- i don't need these gloves what am yeah. i doing and then you and you just continue to iterate we were speaking off camera when everything got too hot um that you guys are two years out of empty nesters yeah have you noticed any overthinking going into that or nerves i've had more like oh well i mean i think i've got that same soundtrack in that we like this is what we this was our goal mm-hmm yeah. You know, to produce happy, healthy, balanced adults. Full cup kids, yeah. But adults, like yeah. we, I mean, like they're awesome as kids, but the goal is to make them functional adults. That's one of our soundtracks is yeah. we're not raising kids, we're raising adults. Yeah. And so like, but I would say my overthinking is like, oh, this is the drama of like, 
Oh, the last time we'll go to Sonic. You know, like yeah. anytime I'm adding <laughs> they come, extra. They come back. <laughs> yeah, they come back. And Jenny, so Jenny would say, um, hey, remember her good friend that's at Sanford? Um, we saw her six times this fall. Yeah. She came back six times. Like, yeah. Ellie's not getting on the Titanic. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, I'm like, okay, that's. So yeah, we've talked about that. Um, and just trying to figure out what's the next stage look like and. How do we, you know, a family of three for, you know, a couple of years with McRae? What does that look like? So. Well, I think some of it is is that we're more experienced so we can recognize ahead of time when, like, the wind is about to change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, the wind, the winds are going to blow from the west instead of the east or whatever. And, like, we kind of know that that's coming in a good way. Yeah. And, you know, kind of get to look and say, like, oh, I wonder what that's going to be like next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dang. I'm a... Uh, I'm continually humbled by, in parenting, this fine line you have to walk between, like, enjoying the moment and recognizing that it really is a once-in-a-lifetime experience, like sending your kid off to kindergarten. Sure. But on the other hand, having the, I guess it's a type of courage to, like, to not weep, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, no, this is... Well, courage to know that they're prepared. Yeah. yeah. And they're ready. And to let them be the star of the moment. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. Yeah, like it's real okay. easy for parents to step in and be like, you can play a cameo in my launching yeah. into kindergarten. You're like, well, that's the person going to kindergarten. Like you're not like yeah. you already went, you already yeah. did your kindergarten. Like let this little dude, this little girl be the star. But I, but I would say like, that's one of the things we talk about a lot is like, and I, I put this story in soundtracks. One of the best things Jenny ever told me was when I was traveling for work, I went from no travel days to like 80 a year speaking mm-hmm. like when they were in like mm-hmm. later elementary middle school yeah and so i would really be like i'm so sorry i'm leaving i'll be home in four sleeps like mm-hmm. i would really make a production of it and jenny eventually was like hey she pulled me aside and was like you feel guilty and shame guilt and shame about traveling and you're asking the kids to hold it and they don't feel that Interesting. because yeah. the way your brain works mirror neurons kids will mirror the emotions their parents put out so what I was doing was telling these kids that had no idea that dad traveling should be a bad thing going, hey, um, I want you to feel really sad right now and really upset. And you don't know when I'm coming back because you can't really keep time yeah. anyway because you're a kid. So like, <laughs> I just really want to. And then I would stir them up and then I'd leave. And I'd say, here you go, Jenny. Here's some kids that are and emotional. And they would be mess. distraught. Yeah. yeah. And so Jenny was like, we love that you're getting to do something you love. And mm-hmm. that's what we want to show the kids. Go do your job. And the other thing is, I, I always tell parents, if you talk about how you hate your job for 18 years, you're teaching your kids to hate their job. Yeah. Like no wonder the kid doesn't want to get a job out of college. You demonized work for 18 years and then you're surprised the kid doesn't want to go to work. So she was like, when you go to travel, celebrate it, be happy about it. That's the mood we're establishing in the family and let's tie it to stuff we get to do. So when we would go to Disney, Jenny would go, remember that weekend dad was in Oklahoma at that speaking event? Because of that, we got to go to Disney. Like, isn't that amazing that that is connected? So connecting the pieces for your kids so they grow up with that sense of gratitude about work, about the stuff you get to do versus, because so many business travelers, especially with like mom guilt, will go, I'm the worst mom ever. I'm so sorry I have to leave. And your kid, again, doesn't know that yet. You're teaching them shame and guilt and all these things that they're like, okay, I guess I'll hold this. I mean, I'm six. It's heavy. And so we always, I feel like we're always unpacking stuff like that in our own life. Yeah. Uh, The way we say it is less feelings, just do math. Oh, yeah. Less feelings, more math. (laughs) We said that the other day. I mean, a a couple months ago when we had a 
uh, one of our daughters had a big fi- a big final and she was stressed out about it and she kept trying to go feelings and we we're like no no feelings just math yeah. like we're, we're, we're just gonna we're gonna we can have all the feelings tomorrow afternoon yeah. like we'll just go ahead and put them all tomorrow afternoon tonight they're not helping like mm-hmm. they're actually distracting you from prepping learning, for this test prepping for this test and so we'll say that about a lot of things like <laughs> less feelings more math like let's just figure out this let's figure out how to do this formula yeah we're gonna know how to do it at the end of the formula Practicing. doesn't reflect yeah. on your identity. It's not who you are. It doesn't impact who you'll meet in college. Because like, yeah. your feelings will be like, let's swirl it. Yeah. And so I think Jenny's really good at Because Jenny's like this, and I'm like up and down. Um, and so I think that's been really good. Kind of Today's episode is brought to you by AG1. Guess what, babe? What? I did something this morning the second I walked into the office, and I do it every day, actually, so you should know what it is. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, because you go on a rant about it all the time. Uh, you actually interrupted our morning meeting because you were, like, ingesting so many drinks. You had, like, your hydration drink. You had, like, your water. You had your, ca- like, coffee. And then for, like, the fifth time, you got up and went and made an athletic greens. That's right. I'm actually I'm actually taking it twice a day now. It was really I like impressive. It that much. I have AG1 twice a day. It's because one scoop of AG1 gives me all the multivitamins I need for the day. I have had so many different people ask me. I feel like for some reason we've become the supplement people, like advocates. And we have tried and tested so many different ones, but AG1 has been our go-to. But my mom was even the first person to say, if I were to take one thing, just one thing a day, what would you recommend? And I would highly recommend AG1 because in one scoop of AG1, it gives you 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens for the day. I really can't go a day without it. <laughs> I feel like I'm doing something detrimental to my health if I don't take it. But anyway, it really is the best. We take it every day. And it also supports better sleep quality and recovery, which is huge for all you parents out there. It's good for you, your immune system, your uh, nervous Digestion. system. Digestion. Go on and on. The list the list is very long. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash eastfam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We'll also link it down below. Click it. Let's get back to it. (laughs) What are some of the soundtracks that you guys uh, have as a couple, but also individually? Like routine. One we say is uh, we don't show up hungry. But you go, what does that even mean? And so... When we're on a road trip, if we're staying at somebody's house, we eat like an hour before we get there because they're already doing us a great service by letting us stay there. We don't roll in a hot mess and be like, now make us dinner. So it's a micro soundtrack for a macro principle of think about others. And so we're trying, like with our kids, we try to go, okay, what's the soundtrack? Early is on time. Early is on time. (laughs) Like that's one that we say in our family, like do the hard thing first. So like one of our, it's such a silly principle, but in the morning, when they're getting ready for school, we'll say, don't be on your phone for the first 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, enjoy the last 20 minutes on your phone, mm-hmm. but get your shoes on, eat your breakfast, like, do the hard stuff first. Then you can enjoy the last 20 minutes, like, If you're ready worrying. early. If yeah. you're ready yeah. early. Like, so that's that's another that's another little one um, that we'll say. A lot of them are practical. I mean, one of them that's less practical is um, don't be a middle camper. <laughs> like we said, don't be a middle camper. Because when you camp, like, say you camp on a ring that's on a lake. What'll happen is there'll be a road, and this is car camping, this isn't fancy. 
There's a road. Like at goes, a campsite. Yeah, campsite. Like, they're always in loops. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so yeah. the the outer loop is all the it's ones the that are It's the nicer sites, and then the middle loops are the middle sites. Yeah, and, and there's and no those, water, no access. And, yeah. and those go last. Those go last, which means somebody wasn't prepared. So we're like, be prepared, because we always joke, like, a middle camper will show up at 2 a.m. Yeah. Like, they, they're trying to set up a tent in the dark. The whole yeah. thing's a mess, and we're like, a little bit of prep. You get to be on a lake. Like it's the same price, like yeah. so we're practically all, free. <laughs> so like, will that's a running one because if we see somebody doing something that's really the worst way to do or it, or the hardest, the hardest. Like a lot of people make their lives harder than they need to be. We'll go. That's such a middle camper behavior. Like, let's not be middle campers. Like, how do we? And so that's that's what just we'll, a, which you know is our shorthand for like let's just have a little bit of forethought. Be prepared. Foresight. Do your work. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, enjoy the results of it. So, yeah, but we, there's some that we try to personify. So it's, it's easy for us to be like, oh, yeah. Like if, on a hiking trail, if somebody's wearing flip flops, yeah, that's kind of a middle camper. Yeah, well, yeah. that's middle camper. Right. Like you're going to get blisters. Yeah. You didn't like, or you might break your ankle. Right, break yeah. your ankle. And so, like, we'll be like, remember, don't be a middle camper. So we always, <laughs> that's one for us that is re- like, no one else would get that, but it's something that we joke. And Ellie registering for classes, like, you can apply it to anything where you go, how do I get ahead of this and make it like as easy as possible? Like I want it to be as easy as possible. Like, or, or always say like, you know, be kind to your future self. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. what can you do today that makes your future self so grateful? Like so happy that like, oh, I'm so glad that last week Jenny did this work so that this week Jenny gets the benefit. It's like it. when you buy an extra um, roll of toilet paper yeah. so that when you're out, you're like, oh, look, I already bought more. Yeah, I hooked yeah. myself up. So we'll be like, oh, take care of your future self. Like, cause it's the only one you have. So we say stuff like that. Wow. Uh, it seems like you guys are so good at tagging events that could cause a lot of friction between you and your daughters or your marriage with like analogies that kind of break the ice and tension a little bit. Like instead of saying you're not prepared for this, you're like, yeah. don't be a middle camper. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. I don't do that at all. I need to take well, a Well, we need handles. I think we always talk about like you need sticky handles like something that, like if a basket's easier to use, it has a handle. Yeah. yeah. So something that you can pick it up and take it with you. If, yeah. Yeah. So we try to put handles without on it ideas. being like, yeah, super like it's gonna like label you. you yeah. Know? Or super dramatic. Like we need to have a come to Jesus moment for an hour and have an <laughs> intervention about this idea. Is like no, just don't be a middle camper. Like one of the ones we're saying right now, it's fairly new. Is that's an unforced error. Like, that's an unforced error. Like, the way you were doing that. So, last night, this is fresher than fresh. This is real life. So, my oldest daughter wanted to go kayaking with her friends, but we This were, morning. This and morning. we're going to be here. We were going to be here, and we're like, you can't use the trailer. Like, it's yeah. super hard. And so, we bought kayak racks, and last night, we were setting them up on the car, and there was no way they weren't going to fall off and kill somebody in Hillsborough. Well, I mean, we, we could get them on. It was Barely. Wind. With ratchets, yeah. and like, a night. Or an 18-year-old, you're like, good luck with some ratchets, yeah. some wet kayaks. Yeah. Like, and, and getting it back up on the roof of the car. Yeah. So I said last night, this feels like a massive unforced error. And Jenny's like, it really is. And so we said, hey, we'll take you on Sunday. We'll manage yeah. the trailer. Like, let's not have an unforced error. Because yeah. there's a lot of times in life, again, where you're making it harder than it needs to be. And yeah. you go, let's pause for a second. Is this an unforced error? And you go, that's not a good one. Yeah. Let's do it a smarter way. We said that last night. Yeah. And she didn't go kayaking and she said, okay, that's great. I'll go Sunday. And 
because I could, we could just tell this is going to be a disaster. And it didn't need to be. Yeah. She wasn't kayaking to save orphans. Yeah. Like it wasn't, she was kayaking to get diabetes medicine. Like yeah. it was just a funny, silly kayak thing. And so we talk about stuff like that. I have learned so much. <laughs> so many things that we need to like start working on as well. Well, you guys are young. We're old. I mean, I have very gray hair, like mid forties. Like you that's got gray cool. hair, man. I, really I mean, <laughs> I started like a week, like a, when did I go gray? Like 10 years ago? As I say, Andrew's probably got a year or two and he'll be the same way. Is your dad gray? Yeah. My dad is straight white. White. My dad looks like Anderson Cooper. He's like whiter than yes, whiter. Dude, than that's like his dad as well. Yeah. But when I met his dad, which he was your age when I met your dad, yeah. He, I would have thought his hair was super gray then, but it was this color now. I know, mm-hmm. I know. You know, so there's more to go. Yeah, there is. Yeah, but dude, when a dude dyes his hair, you can tell. Uh, like, yeah. it looks so obvious. Like, it looks like Magnum P.I.'s mustache. Like, that is, so I'll never. My kids, our kids would kill me. Like, they're like, please don't dance on TikTok. Like, what? Like yeah. I'm fine with you making reels because that's for old people. That's old people's TikTok but please don't dance. And like, they're like, please don't dye your hair. So if I showed up one day at dinner and I was like black, like midnight, they'd be like, oh. Is it weird for you? Like you have seven books out. Yeah. When John's gone and the kids are here, your seven books are still going to be here. Like mm-hmm. the, or like our version would be YouTube videos or yeah. podcast oh, yeah. episodes. It's like the legacy. It's, it's a kind of weird thing to wrap your mind around. Have you put much thought into like, the effect that these will have on your kids now and also in the in the future? Um, I think it's a little weird because it's, it, like, I'm sure for you with older YouTube videos, like, it's, like, moments in time. Yeah. Like, and so, like, when you go and look at a book before, you know, like, you're like, oh, that's me at 35. Yeah. So there yeah. is, it's, like, little bits of you that are captured and frozen in time. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the, I think their book will be more for that, like, your new playlist, I think it'll be like that for them. Like because yeah, because the, the girls wrote that um, with them, yeah. And I think now they're like, oh, okay, books aren't impossible. You know how it is. Like, yeah, once yeah. you do a difficult thing, you realize, okay, there's not a ton of gatekeepers. Like, I can just try it. Like, you can be a long snapper. Like, there's people that, there's humans that do that. Yeah. And I'm a human, so, you know, can I write a book? And um, can I start a podcast? Like, I've had Ellie on my podcast. And so that's fun to think about, like, she came on all it all it takes is a goal, and we talked about being a modern teenager. And so it's, it was on our sh- our student shadow day. Student shadow day. She shadowed me, <laughs> nice. and I was like, "Well, they're going to do a podcast." Um, <laughs> and she was like, <laughs> yeah. wow. And I made her prepare the questions. Um, but yeah, so I, I guess I think about it that way. That it's it's fun to think that, and well, and it just feels like a mustard seed. You put stuff out, you have no idea where it's going to go or what it's going to do, but you know it's going to do more than if you didn't put stuff out. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, you get to, I always tell people like, I have the exact best level of fame. Cause like I'll once a week, somebody will come up to me and give me a random compliment. Yeah. Like, I like what you do for your job. I'm like, oh, thank you. Like yeah. no accountant gets that. Like if you're yeah. an accountant walking down the street, nobody comes up and goes, um, I just want to let you know you did my taxes. You're <laughs> so good at numbers. Like, and so that part's fun to see people whose lives have changed and have been encouraged that that encourages me. That's great. What's your background, Jenny? You just um, where where do all these wisdom bombs come from? What I, I don't know. <laughs> do you want me to brag on you? No, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a good student of the people that I love. How about that? Oh, 
Even that's good. I'm a good student of the people I love. That's like a book title. Lifeway would put that on a study. I'm a good student of the people I love. But her background, she has her undergrad in photojournalism and then her master's in construction management at Georgia Tech. Wow. So like wow. very few people go from photojournalism to full ride to Georgia Tech. I married a writer. That was part of it. <laughs> You, oh, you thought you were going to have to provide? <laughs> oh, that's, that's real. Like, yeah. But I turned it around. It was, it, it was such a go there for a while. Dude, her, can we say the dad? You, sure. Okay. So when I asked her dad for her hand in marriage, he said no. And he was right. Like what? now we love each other. He was right. I've never like hundred percent. Well, like now John I, was a chump. Uh, yeah, or a knucklehead. Knucklehead. Is that nicer? I don't know. Yeah. So like I was going nowhere. And so like I now with my own kids, I'm like I have this vision of my father-in-law who I love pulling me aside and being like, when I when one of my kids might be dating a knucklehead, and being like, dude, we'll get through this, buddy. Like, yeah. We got through you. Like yeah. it's gonna like and it and. So yeah, like it's so funny to think, twenty years later, like twenty five, twenty three, yeah, twenty four, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah, we we love them. We bought a house that's a mile from where they live. Like that's we awesome. love being part of their life now, and so mm -hmm. to see that full circle. But Jenny has a really interesting background um, that I think informs a lot of the way you think. But I love that you said I had to go get a master's because I was marrying a writer. Did, did he straight awesome. say no or not yet or like he let's said work on. kind of wait. It's blurry. To yeah, me. <laughs> like, it sounded yeah. like a no. It was the worst. It wasn't a yes of yeah. ever. It was definitely not a yes. Um, yeah, and we joke about it now, oh, but at the time I, I didn't see the humor. He still proposed. Yeah. I still proposed. Oh. I still moved on. Yeah. It's <laughs> a knucklehead. That's yeah. risky. Yeah. Man. I mean, it, but, and they I were didn't so, know that. They never brought it up again. Like they once it, it was happening, they were like, "We're full on to this. We'll support." Like they were. So I have nothing but good things to say about. I I feel like I won the in law lottery, but but to see what they were like, let's see. So yeah. then when things started to turn around, I started to like get into my groove. They must have been like, "Oh, thank goodness." Good, Jenny wow. did good work from yeah. the back end. I'm in the rough. A lot of rough. <laughs> I had to say. Similar situation. My dad said yes, 100%, and love, loved Andrew from day sure. one. But it was a similar situation where I had already, like, an established career. Mm -hmm. So I was self-sufficient and sure. everything. And you hadn't even graduated college. And my parents were kind of like, okay, yeah. like, how does this work if you guys want to go buy a house? Like, they were just, they knew the logistics of that in a oh, like marriage work, would yeah. be, yeah. Would, that would be hard in a marriage. Yeah, initially. it's just, it's like that faith from, like, the parents mm -hmm. of, like, Okay, is he like gonna do something? Like yeah. we don't know. Yeah, he still, did a lot. We're still waiting. Oh, stop it. Out. Okay. Who are some of uh, Who are some of your favorite inputs for like sort of pastors or books or uh, Ali like Andrews? Whatever? Yeah, um, Ali Andrews is in Nashville. He's brilliant and um, runs this counseling center called Porter's Call. That's for musicians because this town is full of musicians mm -hmm. that that need a safe place to land. And he uh, was college roommates with my dad. So when I moved to Nashville, he was like, if you need an old man in the city, I'll be that old man. And so he's been a great input. Um, I, would, I mean, your parents have been great yeah. inputs. Um, we both have been. Well, uh, you surround yourself with mm -hmm. with marriages and couples that you like their marriage. Mm -hmm. You look at people 10 years ahead and go, I like the way they love each other. I like where they're like that. They've got plans together. Yeah. And like and then go be friends with them. Yeah. Cool. And then go and then go learn like the Murrays. I would say like yeah. we love Hunter and Kristen, and they're a couple years ahead of us. Not mm -hmm. Scott and Emily are a couple years ahead of us. Mm -hmm. So marriage wise, we definitely have that. Who would you say if I say Al Andrews? Who would you say? 
I don't know. It's hard for me to Is judge. it me? You just oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> the wisdom. I Sometimes, this is so silly. If, say, like, somebody recognizes me at the airport, and when they walk away, I'll turn to Jenny and be like, and just thank you. You get to spend all day with me. <laughs> that was only 10 minutes from me. What a gift. And she'll be like, ah. <laughs> and it's this running joke with my kids and my wife. But, I mean, I don't know. You, you have so many wise people in your life, friends, that you're deliberate about spending time with. Yeah, it's just like go surround yourself mm-hmm. with people that are headed in a direction that is the way you want to go. Mm-hmm. And one of our handles is fruit is loud. Like the fruit of somebody's life is loud. Mm-hmm. So you can tell like, oh, they're like where they are, That's that fruit is loud. I want that fruit too. What does it look like for me to do those things? Or be, you know, have that type of marriage or mm-hmm. type, of, type of health or whatever kind of goal you have. Um, it's not, it's usually not mysterious. Can we add you guys to our list of couples? We totally. Want to I, oh, I want to meet your ask. dog, too. Now that I know you guys have a dog, yeah. you live like 10 minutes from us. <laughs> oh, well, like, so we technically have three dogs. Oh. A lot of dogs. So yeah. downstairs we have the Malinois and a little thing, a little thing, Lost Op, so Maltese mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. She's adorable. Buzz bomb. And then our yeah. personal dog at home is a golden retriever. Oh, nice. So nice. It's my parents' dog downstairs. He's like the guard dog here. Ah, yes. gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But yes, I have this hypothesis that the best self-help is marriage. I should clarify that and say that you like if you really need self-help, like if you have some big issues, probably don't get married. But like if you're on this, you know, Mm -hmm. marriage is such a powerful tool for. Oh, we we talked about it. We we say (laughs) the biggest hack is. Two people pushing in one direction. Oh my yeah. gosh! Oh yeah, we talk about that all the time, and nobody talks. Nobody talks about it. it I don't because I mean it. It's limiting, you know. Like yeah. you have to have that person that wants to push in the same direction as yeah. you. Yeah. But two people pushing in one direction, you can do anything. Well, oh. I also think we live in a society and world where people are so me focused. Of like, yeah. Until I perfect me, then I can't go find someone. Mm-hmm. No. And yeah. you see it. No, though. you got to go grow up together. Like, go together. raise each other. Yeah, Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. we, we even, we got married young by our friends' standards. And they were like, oh, you don't get to go live your life and do all this. And for us, it was kind of like, well. But I, we get to do it together. I want to do it together. Yeah. Yeah. It makes it better. Yeah. No, I've, I we talk about that all the time, that a marriage is, like, the best life hack of all time. Like, a healthy, strong, supportive. There's no way I could do any of this without. Jenny's input, support, <coughs> like Sorry. thoughts, wisdom, like. But but you need two people pushing in the same direction. Yeah, it's hard when you <coughs> both are pushing in different directions. Yeah. You know, important things. But if mm-hmm. you push it in the same direction, you can go really far. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. Have you ever not been on that, like pushing in different? Dire- have you ever been pushing in different directions? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. I mean, yeah, and, and we fought like cats and dogs. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, Atlanta. The first couple of years. I would say maybe, I don't know, how many years? Like six years? Five or six years. Five or six years. Yeah, I mean, but remember, like, I was working at great companies, but I was really frustrated because I wanted to write books. Like, I wanted, I, or I wanted to do something else, but I didn't know what it was, and I was really frustrated. And there's so many people have said, like, when you have a passion and you're not using it, you, like... If you're hard to live with. You're hard to mm-hmm. live with. Jenny said before, writers who aren't writing are hard to live with. I think that's true of anything. Like mm-hmm. CEOs who aren't CEOs are hard to live with because you have this thing. And so, yeah, I was super frustrated, um, super grumpy about it. Like, and, th- and it took years to kind of 
get that motion. But you kept thinking that it was the job, but it was him. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's really, I mm-hmm. jumped jobs so much being like, screw this job. This job mm-hmm. is the problem. And I get to the next job. This is going to surprise you. Same problem showed up there. Yeah. And then I was like, this is the next job. And so, like, that gave Jenny whiplash um, yeah. from, a, from a career perspective. Yeah, and we were young. You yeah. know, we were figuring it out. Mm-hmm. But um, I, we weren't pushing in that same direction. Um, well, I wasn't pushing Because he direction. didn't know what direction he wanted to go. It was hard for me to support him if he didn't know where he wanted to go. Yeah. And we figured that out together. Like early 30s, we figured that yeah. out. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then certain transitions get easier, even if they're challenging. We're like starting our own business nine years ago. That was challenging. Like mm-hmm. we left Dave Ramsey, this really established, successful brand where we learned a ton and to start our own business. That was a big transition, but we knew how to handle it better this time around. Because yeah, because we, we knew it. how to push in the same direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 21 years of marriage, mm-hmm. seven books. Mm-hmm. If you were to each take one piece of advice to give to couples, mm-hmm. what would you share? I think you're don't keep score. Don't keep score is what I was going to say. Like, yeah. yeah, like you just, you can't keep score. Like the score is a hundred on, like each person should give a hundred percent. Like I should give a hundred percent and he should give a hundred percent. Not each of us give 50. Mm-hmm. Like, because yeah. sometimes they're not going to give any mm-hmm. and sometimes you're not going to give any. So yeah. you can't keep score. I would say, I would say something that, well, I mean. There's and you can't say things that you can't say. Like, oh, some things can't be unsaid. Some things you like, you can't say things that you can't take back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like you just can't say like hurtful, hurtful things ever. Yeah. And we've had friends go through divorces and that and was they, part of and the that's, start. that's typically how it yeah. starts is they start saying things that can't be unheard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. I would say one of the pieces of advice we got from a pastor named John Woodall was that in in a marriage, there's two people. There's a how person and a wow person. Typically, yeah. Typically. And Jenny's the how person. I'm the wow person. And so we, before we understood this, I'd come up with all these ideas, and then she'd ask questions about them, like, well, how would that work? How would that? Partly and I so would, I could figure out how to make how to it happen. It. But mm-hmm. I would take it as an attack. Like, mm-hmm. why are you poking holes in this? Why are you saying, and like, and it would just cause this huge, you know, argument. I'm a dream snatcher. Yeah, why of. are you ruining <laughs> this dream? And so what we learned from him, like, this is his idea. We just benefited from it was like, as a wow person, say up front, like, hey, I'm not about to sell the house. I'm not about to quit my job. Like, I just want to talk with you. I want to talk about this idea that I've just had. And as the how person, say wow for two weeks. Because by the end of the two weeks, the wow person's going to forget they even brought it up. But it like, if they're still on it two weeks later, then you can go, well, hey, let's talk about some of the practical steps. What can we talk about? And so us learning how to be a how and that and a just wow. takes maturity, yeah. yeah, in your marriage and but that was so other. clarifying for us early in our marriage, like oh, because what happens often is the wow person doesn't stop having those ideas; they just stop sharing them with the how person, mm-hmm. and they often go find another outlet for that, and it doesn't end well. So they go, oh, my spouse doesn't get me. Oh, somebody else will understand these ideas. And so, like for us learning how to talk as a how and a wow, dang, like that's one for me that I was yeah. like, we still think about that, mm-hmm. which is her question. Mm-hmm. Pulling it back as a call back in radio. When she says, Do you want compliments or feedback? That's, that's a how that. versus wow question. Yeah. Hey, you want me to give you my best how? I'm, she's amazing at how. I need the how. Or do you need some wow right now? Mm-hmm. Like, where are you at in the process? Is it still so fresh you need me to be like, Go for it? Like, it's not a developed idea yet, but just keep leaning into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That's yeah. a huge piece of advice for us because I am a hundred percent how. Mm-hmm. I think logistically of like yeah, me too. Like, how sequence. is this going to work? Yeah. What are we going to do? Feel like, just are like we like going to eat? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that for us, that was uh, a. I mean, and that's your role. Like, I mean, you're leading our family. Yeah. You need to. Yeah. You need to dream. I need to be at battles. Yeah. Yeah. I need. Yeah. So and, we. But I'm, I'm in the support vehicle behind, going like, yeah. I need to figure out where that vehicle yeah. needs to be next. Yeah. Yes. There's a cliff. Like you see the cliff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna break? Yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna break? Or are you gonna like drive off at Thelma and Louise style? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think how wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. We uh, in our devotional this morning. Uh, never thing, never say things you can't unsay. Mm-hmm. It was uh, a verse all about like, um, essentially, don't recognize some certain thoughts. Like mm-hmm. if it's a if it's a bad thought, I think it was revenge. revenge was this one? Yeah, revenge, was like, bitterness. Yeah. Like, don't think it. Yeah. yeah. Or smack it down. Which, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm, no, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Which is so like. Well, you don't have to entertain it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's the thing is, same with stress, same with worry. If you think about it like an invitation, you don't have to accept it. Mm-hmm. So if revenge goes, hey, mm. come spend an hour on this. And you go, I'm not going to accept that invitation. Mm-hmm. I see it. but I'm, I'm just not going to, like, I don't want to give that hour. I don't yeah, wanna, that record of wrong. No, that record not, of wrong doesn't, like, I'm let's not, not going to, I don't want that invitation. Well, honestly, too, I think talking to you guys for the past hour, your whole vibe to a certain extent is that it's mm-hmm. optimism. You like look at all of these different things that could or would or should happen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, actually, I'm going to look at it a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's really refreshing. Well, and you reframe a lot of things for me. So mm-hmm. like I, I'm naturally pessimistic. pessimistic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jenny is naturally optimistic. So there's a lot of times where I'll go, oh, this, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be a disaster. And she'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's re let's reframe that. Mm-hmm. Like, what does it look like for us to reframe that? So I think there's a lot of times where I get the credit for the optimism, but it's been it's a byproduct of a conversation I've had. Oh, with but you. let's just like let's see what what's the win here? How yeah. are we gonna? How is it gonna be successful? Yeah. yeah. What does this look like? How do we do it? Um, yeah. It, so that's been. There's s- nobody coming. Nobody's coming. Yeah. We. Are, that's another one of those soundtracks. Like <laughs> nobody's coming. Like if it's gonna happen, it's gonna we're be the us. grownups in this like, story yeah. now. You yeah. Know, we'll say weird. that we're the grownups. Like yeah. we're the grownups. Let's, let's like go. we're moving somebody into college. I guess we're grownups now. Yeah. yeah. I guess we're, or like when you have to pay for something like a you know an air conditioner. Like is there an adult that pays for this? Stuff? Yeah. Oh, we're the adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the the landlord anymore? The value of the house. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody gives you credit for that because <laughs> yeah. they just expect it to work. Yeah. Like a roof or like a roof or like a crawl space. And so yeah, we say we're the we're the adults a lot or that you know no no one's coming what does that what does that look like for us to be adults in this situation mm-hmm. and to take responsibility for it and yeah. all the fun that comes with the responsibility um so yeah dang well i feel like i learned so much yeah. in this past say hour. can we be friends can we hang out more yeah. totally. can we put you guys as our input now oh yeah all totally. it's super fun this is mm-hmm. this is a blast for us like we love getting to do stuff like this we don't get to do it a lot because jenny says no <laughs> well, we are honored that you said yes. Well, thank you. Constant, I have to trick her into podcasts. So. I'm excited for Jenny's book. Hopefully, oh, oh let, let's end with that story. <laughs> this is a terrible is this story. <laughs> this is a terrible thing I did. Let's end with it. That is like frustrated Jenny for ten years. So uh, maybe fifteen. No, it was after. It was nine years ago. Because <laughs> okay. it was after. Yeah, okay, okay. when we started our business, I was like, Jenny needs to write a book. So I did classic Wow fashion. I just announced it yeah. online on the internet. I was like, Jenny's going to write a book. 
like 5,000 people signed up for the, like an he email. Made, he like, made an email list. Yeah. And so like without talking to her and I was Didn't like, hey, by the way, I think you should write a book. Oh my She God. never wanted to write a book. And so now for the last nine years, people will come Whenever up to Jenny I'm and be somewhere like, somewhere in the public. How's the book coming? <laughs> they act like she's failing to write her book and she's a get stuff done person. Like when yeah. she says a thing, she does the thing. So it drives her bonkers because people will like, people have sent her mail, like encouraging her to finish it. And I'm just, and I think you will one day. Like You're going to have to do it. Yeah. Me. I'll ghostwrite it. I'm expensive too. So yeah. good luck. Um, but that, yeah. So I just classic was like, Jenny's going to write a book. And I was like, by the way, last nine years yeah we've been asking when's that book coming you guys are the same person andrew (laughs) sold like seven thousand subscription boxes without anybody knowing yeah and we didn't have any material for it or the subscription box exist no (laughs) no it was we had one (laughs) (laughs) so you were fishes and loafing that (laughs) and then he had to like refund all these people yeah dude i get it yeah he just wanted to see if it would work i I was like oh my god it worked yeah yeah. yeah, John does that all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's a field of dreams thing. If you yes. build it, it will come. Yes. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, well, listen, I know we just scratched the surface. For those listening that want to learn more about John, Jenny, and what they're up to, he has about mil- millions of followers on social media and is doing the, the biggest speaking event and in the world. And doing my job. I'm doing my job on Thursday. Uh, but he has written seven books and soundtracks. It's all about how you can reframe your thought processes uh, to really align with what you're trying to accomplish. So thank you, John and Jenny, for joining us. Uh, it's fun to meet you, and we hope to stay in touch. Yeah, thanks, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners, and some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.